is the plan mm -hmm. for all of you guys. There's no 10 minute free fall. You can say what you want. It's not going to happen. Okay. We're going to have a nice, great chat to deliver to the audience what they need to know, which is how breakfast works. Is that fine? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. fine. Can Frankie the toy joke? Yeah, he's going on again. Where's Frankie? Shouldn't Frankie be here? Yeah, because I'm the host. Oh, uh, uh, you're the host. He's not allowed. Yeah. Right. He's allowed, but so I don't see your team. Rule number here. one, never allow your minions to be with you. What, no, of course. You can have them. We're yours. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Frankie can be uh, mine. Frankie can sit with me. You have noticed David is like auditioning for another job, although he's like two weeks into another position. <laughs> <laughs> he's to do the best it is. Which, and if this is so unscripted, maybe you need to understand that, that even that little... Entry from David is, is a good example of, of what breakfast hosts do. They have views and they just don't ever sit on the fence. So I think. Okay. So let me just introduce you guys. David O'Sullivan, the guy with the blue shirt, the big mouth first up. Smash Africa from YFM. David's with Kai FM. It's a few weeks into his position. I just made that point. Martin Bester with Jacaranda FM. Four days. And uh, days. Anella is with 94.7. 947. 947. Mm. It just shows I don't listen to the station. You need to. Shots fired. Having said it, I heard you today. I was okay. about to say, why did I do today, Asha? Well, I know what you did. Aha. Uh -huh. let's, let's get cracking here, right? I'm going to start with you, right? Just quick one here. Bre breakfast, and, we'll, and, and this is my suggestion. When I start, we'll just let it roll mm. after that. Just breakfast radio. What needs to happen for breakfast radio to work? Well, you need to, A, know who you're speaking to, and then the, the content you're doing needs to speak to exactly what it is you want to do. You must also know what it is that, are you, are you a political show? Are you an entertaining show? Are you about infotainment? You, you need to know exactly what each person's role is, what they're there to do, and you need to stick to it. And, and how do you know that? Well, we write it down. We've written it down. So you we, mean you're scripted, unscripted? Well, we're not scripted. We know exactly where we're going, right? So there's a content sheet. So we know exactly where we're going. But most importantly, before you write the content sheet, I have five people on a microphone. When you have five people on a microphone, you need to be careful to know that each person knows their role, right? At all times. And once you step outside of that role, you're confusing the listener because the listener comes for, they know exactly what they're coming for. If they don't get it, they're going to go find it elsewhere. So for us, we're three months old, so we are pretty much new at what we do. But we have, I know we're doing well at sticking to our roles because we've got the character Bibles. We know what each person is there to do. And I know when I speak of a topic, I know which person in the team is most likely to be interested by, the, by what I'm speaking about and most likely to have the most interesting okay. opinion well, on I, it. I, or else there's a cabinet reshuffle, I would think, in that five-person mm. role. By the way, for all you guys, make notes. It's really important. Make notes for yourself, but also make notes by tweeting, okay? You've got the hashtags. There we are, RDA17. So do tweet as well. Take pictures of... All the people up here, right? Uh, I think Martin, to add on to that, like, because I, I told, to Martin, I, let's get to Martin. Oh, Martin, Martin, right, go sorry. ahead. Martin, you? Um, yeah, I mean, preparation is the big P word in radio, and, and people tell you it's very important. But in breakfast radio, it's probably the most important. Mm. Uh, it depends on what sector you're in, it depends what city you're in. Uh, in a tight market that, that we're in, you know, sitting up front here, it's even more important. But it's not about daily content. Um, it's, as Anelia said, it's also about. Uh, preparing before you even go on air with your show. Uh, I know now we're only four days into our new show, just in case you mm -hmm. don't know. Um, you know, it was literally months of preparation before we switched the microphones on. 
Uh, and, and when I talk about preparation, I mean the whole hog uh, dry runs, uh, research, uh, who is your market, who are you speaking to, what is your sound on your show. It's radio, they can't see you necessarily first up, so the sound needs to be right. Uh, are there two people on the show that sound too similar? Uh, how do we break them up? Does everyone have the same thing to say? So I think preparation is always underestimated and always understated in radio. Um, if you want a good morning show, not that we would know yet, um, you need to be prepared 180% these days because the market is very, very tight. Your best prepared show, and not just in terms of content, your best prepared show in terms of structure, as Anneli also said, is the one that's going to win. And it takes a lot of research, a lot of consideration, and a lot of thinking. Okay, we're going to pick your brain about that research. Can I go for it? I think, you know, I want to echo what they just said. Knowing your DNA, I know who I am personally, and you're not going to try and change who I am. So knowing your show DNA, if a listener's like, what are you guys, why are you guys talking about politics? It's like, that's our DNA, bro. If you don't like it, let's keep it moving. My DNA is also playing music. My DNA is speaking to young people with the same tone and not speaking at them, having a conversation with them. So over and above that, like, you need to stay true to who you are or what the show DNA is, and everyone needs to get it, from your producer all the way to the other voices, whether they read news, sports, or your co-presenters. If they get the DNA, it's just like... Your, no, no just your DNA. Okay, D David? Well, for me, the You've most important DNA. thing is, is matching the mood. What's the mood of your audience? So you, if you're starting at 6 o'clock in the morning, you've got to know what your audience does at 6 o'clock in the morning as well. So you can't blast them for the kind of show that I'm doing, uh, which is a mix of music and talk, we can't blast them with some heavyweight interviews at five past six in the morning because we expect most of the audience just to be waking up at that stage. So we've got to ease them into the day. What are they doing at that time? Stumbling around the kitchen, trying to make a cup of coffee, turning on the radio. Let's match that mood. Sometimes it's tricky because your audience might have woken up at five. They're now on their way to work, so they're a little bit more alive. But then you've also got to provide them with the information that they need. So that's where the traffic comes in, the sport, the news, the stuff they've missed overnight. But for me, the entire thing is, all as we're looking at the kind of content that we're putting into place, asking the question all the time, have we matched the mood? Uh, and that drives us. I think Martin's and, and Ellie, well, everybody, Smash as well, all correct and say you've got to have the... You've got to understand your audience so primarily. So the research on who your audience is is pretty critical uh, to know what it is that they're interested in so you can talk about the things that are relevant to their lives. It would be so easy in the morning to wake up and see Donald Trump's done some mad tweet and start talking and analyzing that. It doesn't matter to our audience. They don't care about that mm. kind of stuff. Sometimes the simplest, almost mundane things are the things that people do want to hear about. Uh, knowing who your team is and their roles is so critical. And because uh, I would, we'd love to be the kind of freewheeling radio that Gareth does, but he doesn't have the spot breaks that have to be played at certain times and the information nuggets that listeners expect at certain times. They need to know that I'm going to be getting in the shower just as the traffic report finishes and when I come out, the sport will have started. That kind of routine has to be there as well. And the other thing, last comment on content. You prep and prep and prep. There's no question about it. Normally, I know that before I go to bed, what it is I'm going to be talking about the next day. So for me going in in the morning, I've got to read the newspapers and look at on, online and see what has happened. Is there anything that we need to change? And sometimes, and normally you go with what you've got, but there will be some days where you wake up and everything changes. You hear that taxis have blockaded 
a highway and people aren't able to get to work, you take your running order and you throw it away and you start all over again. And that's when you actually make it up as you go along. Um, but you've got to make it sound like you have actually been doing it all, that you've been totally prepared for this moment. Those are the days I love the most where you actually you reinvent it. And, and David, I know, I know you made the point, you're just in a new position. I mean, you, you've stood in as a breakfast host at other times on 7 and 2 yes. and elsewhere, but certainly at Kaya, you're now the incumbent, right? Yeah. So, quick one to all of you, when you say know your audience. So, so who is your audience? Well, my audience is, uh, well, I could go through the demographics of the uh, no, urban in, black. In a one-line uh, pitch. Can, can I, I can do it in one line. See what I am? It's everything that is opposite to me. It's everything wow. that is opposite to me is my it's audience. The, it's the Afropolitan radio station. Af Afropolitan, yeah, yeah. So I, I know what an Afropolitan is, and which is not actually racially defined. You'll, you'll but get there. I'm sure yeah, you, you, you when you probably when you're going for a, a black female audience, uh, average age 35. I'm the right guy for the job. Okay, got that. <laughs> right. Your 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 audience. Um, the future, bro. Like that's my audience. I I just I can't I can't put it in any better way. And also, the thing is, the future is cool now, not next year, not five years later. But so isn't the problem the future never arrives? Actually, the thing is, it has arrived. I'm here. Okay, we can, we can debate I mean, that. like, genuine, genuine. And also, I mean, with so much activism that you see, with so much social commentary, with so much proactivity from young adults today, how can you say the future hasn't arrived? Well, we can debate But that. you, you are bali, though. The future is always... <laughs> Martin, go for it, your audience. Say again. Your audience. People with money. Um, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's glib, obviously, but uh, it's, it's a commercial radio station. Uh, he says his audience is the future. Um, our audience is the present and the future. Um, these are people that want to be here. These are people that want to have families, uh, but at the same time, they're not boring. They're fun people. Okay, got it. And now they don't say your future, your, your audience is the past, right? What is yours? No, not at all. Uh, my audience is, so you can look at it in three tiers. My shareholders want an audience of 7 to 10 LSM. I'll give them that. My advertisers want an audience that is engaging, that is on top of things, that is present. We'll give them that. And then the audience also wants an audience that they can vibe with and listen to. Because I find if you're selling something, don't sell it yourself. Get the listener to sell it to the next listener. And that's what my audience is. They're people who create their own content. So we give the platform and we're entertaining, but ultimately they're the ones who drive it. Um, Age-wise, 25 to 35 and up. And out of all the stations here, I would say 947 hits the, the, most, the most majority. So there's everyone. There's blacks, there's whites, there's Indians, there's colors, there's women, there's, there's males. You do want to give a, the sort of impression that you've got more of a female audience at all times, which is great, and that's what you plan to do. You want to give that impression? You want that impression, because females make the decisions in the household of what we're buying. And my sales team and my shareholders, ultimately, want sales, and they want money. And the people who are deciding on who's buying what in the house is who you must buy for. So every now and then, yes... If, it depends on also what you're talking about. Guys can come on air, but at every single time, my producers, my team, everyone knows that you want to lean heavy into a female audience from age 25 all the way to 40 because they are right now the buying power. So, so here's the thought to, to all you guys. The choice then of, of who that breakfast host is, is critical, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So would you hire yourself? <laughs> 
to do you one. Can, you can tweet Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll def- you know what? I'll definitely hire myself because um, knowing I've got an incredible work ethic, and that's the first thing a breakfast show host must have. People think you must have a personality. Anyone can have a personality. If you don't have a work ethic to back it, you've got nothing. We have seen many talented people in this very industry who have ended up nowhere because they thought that their personalities was interesting enough. No one is that interesting that they don't have to prep a show for a very long time. David made a good point. By the time we go to bed as the team, we know what we're talking about. We're still talking up until 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock when we fall asleep on the WhatsApp group. No, do this, try that. Did you get that? Did you pull this? Did you decipher that? Do you know what I'm saying? You need to know exactly where it is that you're going tomorrow. We can be spontaneous five minutes before we go on air in changing everything that we have put together in the last 24 hours. So I would hire myself. I have a strong work ethic. I've got a strong, strong pull. I am very relatable. I know how to be the butt of the joke. And most importantly, I know how to be entertaining, which must be the last thing you must be. The last thing you must be is entertaining. And you deliver to that market. Martin, what about you? Would you hire yourself? Well, here's the thing. So uh, Jacaranda is in the enviable position right now to be the station that has uh, people listening for the longest with the most money in Gauteng. Uh, It's got a mixed audience. It's got a highest market penetration in the capital city than anywhere in the world. Then how do we still make more money than you guys? Number one. <laughs> number one. We do, by the way. <laughs> number one in About 500 million rand more. You know what? I think because they had uh, Monte Casino, that could explain something. But anyway. <laughs> On paper. But, um, so, and, you know, I've, I think I've played a, I've been part of a team mm, that could brought, bring the radio station to that point. So, uh, shifted to mornings. So having said that, that's all good and well. We're very proud of it. The radio station is making lots of money. The listeners are incredibly loyal. It's a top 10, 10 it's the only radio station that's got a top 10 equity, equity brand in South Africa. It's got listeners that listen long ago. However, now I'm doing the morning show with Tumi and an amazing team. So now that is a lot of pressure. No, and like to what, keep that three, up. Three, four days into the, into the new, three, into the spot. You, you, right? you trust yeah. me when I say to you, that I've never in my life felt as much pressure like that. Not towards the listeners only, but as Anela said, the shareholders. Jacaranda is a massive uh, property within the Cajiso group. Mm. So, yeah. But, but, but where's the pressure coming from? Is the pressure because you've got Tumi Moraki with you, or is the pressure because there are great expectations, and from who? Tumi is a huge asset. There's a reason why Tumi is on the show. Um, the, the pressure is knowing what you have to deliver, firstly to your audience, to your listener, but secondly, as Anela correctly pointed out, you all know this. When it's commercial radio, you have shareholders tuning in from around the freaking world. I had an Australian uh, send me a message this morning. There's a, a Frenchman that sits in Johannesburg right now. They're all listening. So they keep you on your toes. But the amazing thing is I'm getting my sleep in. I sleep well because, and I know it sounds like a big smoke up my own arse and we'll our own arse. We are prepared. Up. We really are. And we're having lots we'll find of out what time you wake up, right? Yeah, I'm the right dude for the job. If you had asked me this question last year, I'd probably say no. I got to work with Anele at some point in my life, and I actually noticed the value of hard work and a great work ethic. Okay, let me interrupt you. You said last year you probably would have said no. So yeah, because like I'm why? eight, like, you know, I got the gig because like I had come up with a concept that was never done on radio, which is incorporate parliament in early morning radio, but without like bombarding you with the rubbish, you know what I mean? just entertaining and playing music. So with that, there was like, this guy's got the creative, you know, background and he'll, he'll crack it. 
But now I'm saying, yes, I'm the right dude for the job because like I'm surrounded yeah. by an awesome mm. team. You know, and, and when I say that, I'm talking about my producer, the newsreader, sports reader, as well as my co-presenter, without even trying too hard to actually tap into that market. And secondly, Johannesburg or Gauteng is full of diverse people. Mm. And the sound that I bring to YFM, I don't speak Zulu or Sutu the way people from Joburg speak it. You understand what I'm saying? And with that sound, man, it just, it just says, yo, who's this kid? I need to listen to this kid because they're bringing something different that's authentic to them. I'm not trying to fit in. I'm just being self and, and putting in the work, bro. Well, it's an interesting one. We talk about that fitting in and being authentic and, and the challenges that that, uh, that, that uh, brings up, right? David, just your, your one? Same thing? I've forgotten the question again. We justifying why we got our jobs. Was that yeah, what, what it was about? You said you're the complete opposite. Yes. <laughs> Nelly made a, and Martin have made some good points about uh, your, the role of the um, advertiser. And one of the valuable lessons I learned in radio when I first joined 702 from Capital Radio was uh, something Stan Katz always taught us, which was are we there to create opportunities for advertisers. You can never lose sight of the fact that that's one of the main things you're doing there because if you don't have that advertising revenue you don't have a salary you don't have a job so and by the way we make 88 cents in around profit i just want to know how you guys are doing how you guys are doing just checking it's not how much money you make it's how much profit you make there's a, there's a rep from sars sitting here oh <laughs> uh, we, we can't cool there just on the the issue about whether you'd i'd employ myself well, a while ago i wouldn't have because i left 702 because I'd been told that in order to grow a, a black audience, they needed a black presenter, and we were oversubscribed with white presenters. And so th I was no longer relevant. And that I understood to be the new trend. Until Greg Maloka and Neil Johnson from Kai got hold of me and said, come and do the morning show, which I thought was a wind-up. I mean, it con honestly, it, it has to be a wind-up. And when I interrogated it further, it was a case of, it, it's not, the audience isn't bound by your age, your race, your gender. It's by what you say and whether it's relevant or not. Mm. And as long as I can stay relevant, I've got a job. And while there was what Greg Maloka likes to say, a lot of nervousness in the market when it was announced that I was going to do the show, and Bob still had another month to run on his contract, I said he was wrong. There wasn't nervousness at all from my side. I was not nervous at all. Terrified, yes. That was the real emotion. Because I had no idea how this audience was going to react. And given the way I'd been sold the idea that a black audience only wants a black presenter, I thought I'm going to get dragged on Twitter within the first few days. This is going to end in tears. Into my third month. And the reaction has only been favorable. So I think, am I still in a honeymoon period? Do I not actually analyze Twitter properly? Am I in a parallel universe or is this a reality? I'd like to think it is a reality. Uh, but it's the relevance. You've just got to be relevant to your audience. And that's why knowing your audience so, is so, so critical. How, how then do you, do you ensure that you are relevant? Keeping in mind... I can only... You've made the point that by, for many people's, uh, by many people's standards, you're like, what the heck is David O'Sullivan doing at Kaya, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so with that in mind, how then do you ensure... That I, can only, I can only think that it ca uh, from my perspective, it comes with experience, I suppose. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, so for 30-odd years now. So you, you pick up a feel for what is relevant. So you, you understand over the years how have audiences reacted the best to things that you've spoken about. And it is the... The, back, the stuff that happens in their backyard that people react to the best. And so you know how to push their buttons. It's not something that comes instinctively. 
it comes with just knowing how to do it, and it comes through years. So a number of times I've crashed and burnt on, on a number of things, but that was because I had an opportunity over 20 years of working at 702 mm. to try and get that right. Now that I understand how it works, I, I know what buttons to push. So that is why it was important to know my audience, and we've got these wonderful research teams who do presentations, and we work out, you know, there's enough research to show these are the kind of people listening and the, the times that they're listening and how to push their buttons. And I tell you, at the end of the day, South Africans are South Africans. You, you know what pushes their buttons. Mm. Taxi strike happens. It's the easiest day in the world. The, mo the days that are the news, have the most news happening. People always say, oh, you had a rough day today. No, no. We had the easiest day because you had all the buttons to push. When nothing is happening, you've got to find the buttons. That's a hard day. Yeah. Isn't that, that's an amazing thing, I mean, and it probably happens to all of us, and certainly even with me with talk, where when something is high pressure, inevitably it's like, it was this crazy day, but that's what we enjoy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Let's talk about that, this, you know, for you, the big adrenaline rush, that means there's the normal day, which should be great anyway, because every yeah. day should be a winning day, but there are certain days, certain events happen that just put you onto another level. Tell me about that. Um, with my team, we don't respond to, to, to what's happening, you know? because we're not a, a, a political current affairs show. So if we, are, if we are reporting on something that's happening, we're giving it our spin and it has to be entertaining. So yes, we want to bring the information across, but we're going to find our spin as to how do we make it entertaining? How do we make this funny? And if there's no room to make it funny, leave it. So, so here's an example. David said, you know, know the mood or judge the mood. So the yeah. mood is taxi drivers on strike. Yeah. Okay. You're in the same community. You live in the same areas, Kai yeah. FM and, and, uh, and 947. How, how do you respond to that? You see, the thing is, David's show is 70% talk and 30% music, yeah. right? My show is all music and then talk some. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, so People come to me to listen to music. So my job is to be entertaining between the songs. So if, on, on a taxi strike, at best, Tembekile was the newsreader. He is the professional backbone of the show. So like I said in the character roles, he will be the one that we are asking questions about it. Which roads are closed? You know, are people being told not to go to work? Those are the questions, and then we can field listener, listener um, calls. Mm. But us, because we know full well that none of us catch taxis, we can't all of a sudden be informed on a taxi strike when none of us catch taxis. <laughs> and for me, how to stay relevant and relatable is you can't become too famous for your own audience. You need to do the things they do. You need to stand in the home affairs line like they do. You need to go to, to supermarkets and do groceries like they do. You need to carry on doing those things because that's where the conversations happen. But, but so one event is not going to make you relatable and current but, like a Texas strike. At all what, times, I you must be there. Said, but isn't the problem not so much that you don't sit in a taxi, yeah. but for most middle-class South Africans, the fact is a taxi strike, that means I cannot drop my daughter off at swimming classes because there's a barricade. This is why is we're that, asking, this is why we're asking the news person who would have had the information from the newsroom. Eyewitness News went out and did that research. So we are just probing the questions. The questions and the questions are coming from us. It's very important to ask a question because you, you are highlighting that I'm not in the know, but we are all in this together. So, so he would be the expert. Okay, yeah. Martin, your, your thoughts on that? You don't stand in the line. You guys throw in Afrikaans <laughs> as well into it, right? No, yeah. <laughs> um, it's the easiest ever. We love being in touch. Capsule of what's happening. Uh, what's trending, what's on people's minds. The biggest compliment you can get doing a radio show is when people come up to you. It's like exactly the stuff, well, when you're on a drive show, exactly the stuff you guys are talking about now is what the stuff we're talking about at the office or at the gym or whatever the cats. So, so staying current, staying now is, especially in South Africa, uh, because news changes so quickly. It's the easiest it's ever been. 
if you've been in radio for a long time, you'll know back in the day you're going to have to go and read stuff in books you know, to know what's happening. These days you've got a platform that shoots the most important topics right to the top for you. Okay, you've but got let, Instagram. Let me pose this to you then. St you know, know what's happening. Maybe that's the easy part. So and on, on any given week, let's take right now, ANC conference right now, Gupta is very much in the news, issues of SARS, yeah. Marvin Gordon, uh, Miss, Miss South Africa yes. wearing gloves. I mean, those things just come to mind immediately. How Every one of them are really pressing issues. How do you respond to it's that? It's not knowing what's happening. It's knowing what is trending and what would be relatable to your audience that you want to listen to your radio show. Mm. So, yes, for David, uh, it would be a, a different filter. Um, for My audience is not interested in yeah. what's happening at the ANC conference, bro. Yeah. You guys can hear me, right? The microphone is just holding me back because I'll be loud and stuff. Okay. All right. The audience well, okay. is not yeah, 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 yeah. No. My audience wants to know what's happening inside. You understand? But what the reports are going to say and how uh, uh, spin doctors are withholding information is like we are still debating. And uh, quite frankly, my audience will be like, no, Smash, but uh, what, you're not telling us anything. Rather tell us exactly what is going on. And it must, it must not be in a situation... Um, you know how you hang out with your boys and you speak about something? Did you guys see the emails between the KPMG former C mm. CEO and whatnot? But like, how many of us have actually sent emails a certain way? You understand what I'm saying? And then you try and bring that conversation back to how many of you guys have actually sent an email via work email to actually get yourself in trouble? Instead of speaking, we know what he already did. The news department will deliver the news exactly in a manner which they'll do it. Because the listeners, dude, mm. you don't want to speak to a young person like, they're on 702 or Kai FM. If they wanted that information, they switch, bro. They listen to these, because they well versed in that. You know, you gotta speak smash. Like, I know what's going on, but like, also, I'm like, yes, yeah, it's boring, this thing. So, Can so I just play a song? That the future is, they want to know what's happening, but they're not interested no, no, no. in. They, 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 they are, no, no, no. They are interested, they want to know what's happening, but how it actually directly affects them. You understand what I'm saying? And then you will listen to Gwala, and then Gwala will actually break it down exactly, and then probe the dude whether it's uh, the issue of the ANC, so forth and so on. But with us, it's just like, we're not actually saying to you, you can always Google and find out more. But over here, boy, my mandate is also to play music, entertain, and keep it moving. You know what I mean? So I need to also fulfill, like, in, in an hour, I need to make sure that I've played, like, seven songs. And you have that responsibility. Okay. Audience also Sorry. has a mandate. I have a mandate. They want to know what's happening. We're going to get to your questions in a few minutes' time, right? Uh, but, but this is very important. The, and any one of you can answer whatever feels up to it. The relationship between the host, in this case here, call them DJ, talk show host, but certainly the breakfast host, and the producer or head producer or producers. I often think about it as one of them is the, is the coach of the team. The other one is the, the captain or the playmaker. But... But explain it. What, what exactly? Producer is king. The producer for, for talk radio is the most important person because that's the person who can st uh, stand apart from the show while it's on air and know if you are reaching the audience, you're doing the right topics. They'll be able to see Martin made the point of what's trending. Are we in touch with what is actually going on? Do we need to tweak and change? Is the interview running too long? Have you missed a question? But they're also the people who will be setting up the show. You know, I, I hand a lot of responsibility over to the producers. They'll say they will know the diaries coming up, the news events that are coming up, which ones we want to tackle, in which w way. 
uh, they've got to have the, the database of the phone numbers, uh, the contacts, the, um, the connections with the various people. So, for example, we got uh, one of the guys who is doing some of the production today knows Jackson Mtembu, who's got a good relationship, so we need him to come and give a perspective on the National Policy Conference. So the producers are so critical to the show's success. You can't actually do a show without a producer. And I think a lot of people don't even realize, as listeners, radio people know the role of producers, but listeners don't. They, and, and even in TV, it's at a higher level, the importance of a producer. But for me, it's just the most critical thing is if you're going to have a successful show, you have to have shit hot okay. producers. And producers, King, I said captain and coach. Any of you guys it's, it's not about, and, and this is, I think, where, uh, uh, judging from the sidelines, I think where some, some stations and, and shows get it wrong. It's not about the size of your team. It's not about how expensive your team is. We have seen in this market, there are radio shows with the most famous people on social media that are millionaires, that cost the stations cockloads of money, that fail. It's, you can have a radio show that has six producers. I heard earlier in the talk in the courtyard, there's a station sitting somewhere in the country, I can't be too specific, that has uh, six social media people working on... You can have the biggest show with the most famous people, the most expensive people working on your show, and you could fail because the communication lines and the relationship... Six. Six. <laughs> Six. Uh, the, the, the communication line and the relationships are wrong. So you can have the smallest little team, the cheapest team in the, in the world could work the best because they just know it's easy. The captain, what did you say? What was your analogy? Well, I'm saying coach. Yeah, coach and captain, whatever you want to call it. Or captain would be the if they speak the same, if they speak the same language, metaphorically, um, and they are on the same page, they know where this is going. It's easy. I think the misconception when it comes to a producer is when we believe that they it means that they must come up with everything and simply give you a, a, a script and then you follow yeah. it. That is the biggest misconception. What I find is everyone in the team is a producer, but the person who then does the production of the raw material is the producer, the, 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 the guy that we've given the term producer. Because everyone's life happens, therefore these are the stories that we want to tell on air because it's the ones that people can relate to. Now, all of us sit and then we, we, we chat about it and we have conversations about it and that everyone's probing. The producer's writing everything down. And then he's like, okay, guys, so this is what we have. This is how I think we should take it. So it's, it's up and down. You can't expect the producer to come up with everything. Yes, they are the ones who have to, who then, so it's idea, we come up with it. Then the producer's in the middle. He executes everything, produces it, produces it, produces it, to hand it back to you as the team. And you guys then give it to the city, right? So he's important because he's basically the middleman. Right from when the idea came mm -hmm. to how it's going to how to how so, it's so going to go out. Yeah. The relationship you is. Have the person? Say that again. You have the producer, the middleman that that, yes. that crafts it well. And you then need to execute on it. Yes. Then you then and you take it and then you and then you make it fly. So if the idea and the communication is intact and no one feels that their role is less and no one feels that they cannot fl flag when something is not going to work, that's all you need. You need you need for an honest team that everyone knows that. At any time, you can put your hand up and say, guys, maybe let's take it this way. It has to be an open forum. About, we'll get to questions. Raise your hands now, so maybe I'll take five questions, right? Sorry, I just want to add uh, that. We're going to do that. Right? The, the reason, and, and what Anella is saying, is we've, we've not been called presenters for many years, really, mm. uh, in contracts and stuff. 
called what? On well, 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 some stations call them multimedia content provi providers because we're all in touch with social media. You come with content to the show. Mm. You don't come to a show anymore, like, I don't know, back in whenever, and, and the producer tells you this is what you're going to do today. Mm -hmm. If that's how it happens, it's going to be pretty dull, I think. Okay. You are the salesperson, which is what you said earlier. Talk about it. YFM, producer, presenter. Yo, man. You have one. The DJ, I do have a producer, and I do have the cheapest team in the city, believe it or not, between all of these awesome people over here. Um, <laughs> Look, before it was like, and, and this is, I'm speaking from my experience, right? I walked into YFM and I was like, hey, producer guy, there's your producer. He'll give you everything. You just go. And I'm like, uh-uh. I don't agree with that. You understand what I'm saying? So I think more than any other thing, in your contract is this producer. So your, your role is to produce the show. But everyone in the show, because like they said, we go through life differently. Yeah. And we could come up with better concepts when there's a team of people. Now, instead of finding out who is the captain, who's the coach, and who's the player, let's just say, what a team. You understand what I'm saying? In but theory, is there tension in, in that in, team? No, because like, remember also, you must, you must listen to what the liners say. They say, smash and grab with smash Africa. You understand what I'm saying? But it wouldn't sound nice if they said smash and grab with the team. Who's the team? Because also when people listen, they listen to one person at a time. That's why we can't all speak at the same time. You know. So I, I, value, I value my team members, and I think... It's, it's as good as their show as it is mine. Because if I, if, I, if I fuck up, my boss does not call me. He calls the producer. He's like, why did you allow Smash to go overtime? Or why did you allow him to go? But the questions are, you understand? And then it comes back to me. It's like, why did you do that, Smash? And now I need to answer to the whole team. Why? Okay. Yeah. So let's just get this right. Sharice, five questions. Check out who needs to ask. Do they need mics? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we've, we've got it over there, right? But, but while we do that, can anybody, one, one of you answer, you know, that initial point about the personality which you guys are all are. They never, you're never going to get hired if you've got a flat personality. And Ellie, never mind the work ethic, I hear that, right? Mm -hmm. Surely the, the, the tendency would be to, to push that personality through. Who wants to answer that? You want to go for it? What's the question? The, the, I'm saying there's a work ethic, which yes. is what you referred to earlier on, and there's the personality that's you. You're the on-air person. Mm -hmm. From your side, you adhere to the producer's instructions. Mm. You sometimes push back. But, but ultimately, you, you also need to ensure that your personality comes through because the, the, the shareholders, which is advertisers, mm. the public, mm. everybody, they demand it as well. Oh, okay, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think you were saying something, and I, and I felt like I can add to that, and now it, it ties in. The point of being a broadcaster on any platform, be it be it radio, be it TV, is to be engaging and to invoke emotion. If I, am not, if I am not getting an emotion out of you, I must go do something else. When it comes to what Smash was saying about, I, I play music and I, and I talk about popular culture, you have to get to a point where your listener has heard about this story that's happened seven times on that day, but they're still like, but I want to hear what Anel is going to say. And then I want to hear what Frank is going to say back when she says it. And I want to hear how the team is going to... I need their opinion. And that's where you're heading as a broadcaster, is to know that people value your take on things. Because ultimately, because of where we are, everyone can get the information. So to create your corner in an industry is to create a place where people are like, yes, I've heard it. My husband was talking about it in the car. We got to the office, they were talking about it. But now I need to put the radio on and hear 
what 947 Breakfast Club is saying about it. Ironically, today I get my, my wife telling me, tune into 947. There's a band playing from Parktown Boys. And I said, who told you? She said, her cousin, because her son's in, in studio with you. I said, I'm listening already. She said, how do you know? I said, I wanted to hear what Anelia is saying anyway, because I'm coming to the show here. Meaning that they, they put so much importance, and I believe they're going to be on this radio. Hey, Baleka, what are you? Just what, what is happening here? <laughs> point of order, comrades. Point of order. Point of order. I don't recognize you. Why are you sitting next to this guy? Last man standing. Okay, I think that point is, is important that we want to hear what your chosen platform has to say. Right? Okay, the five questions for you, you four questions. Who, we're going to yeah, do gonna so it's one, here. two, three, four, right? Maybe five, we'll see. No five. Producers in charge here, see, very clear. Go for it. So I think the, the reason why we have this talk today is no coincidence. All, well, a lot of the breakfast presenters at the moment have been changing up. Yeah. Um, if we look at it, 947, 702, 5FM, Metro, Jacaranda, um, okay, obviously, Kaya, you've been here a while. You're a bit of a veteran on the couch. Why is that? Is that worrying for the industry that we have such big changes happening so quickly? It's exciting. No, no doubt about that. It's exciting. It's very, very exciting. South Africa has changed uh, for many, many years uh, on paper, but it hasn't changed in reality. It needs to reflect in the media. It, the media needs to keep it interesting. You can't have the same thing all the time. It's the same thing. It's the same reason where there are different people on the teams. If you end up at the morning show where everybody agrees with each other, if you end up at the morning show where everyone looks the same, everybody comes from the same place. Hell, it's going to be boring. The same with, 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 with Breakfast Radio. God, the universe has told us right now is the time that Breakfast Radio in this country needs to change. Because radio has always been under threat, God, since the days of the cassette player, I guess. Um, so, yeah, keeps us on our toes. It's a great okay. thing. And but breakfast uh, needs to change from what to what, when you say it needs to change? It needs to evolve. It's like your Twitter timeline. Um, I'm not saying it needs to evolve every day, but it surely can't stay the same for 10 years at a time. Yeah, I don't think it's a worrying thing, Matthew, but I'll tell you what, it, it, it amazes me how radio goes through seismic shifts every now and then. Sometimes they, there are longer periods between those shifts, but... It all changes at around about the same time. I remember when I first joined 702, it was at the end of John Burks's reign. And suddenly it, it all changed. And other radio stations changed as well. Jeremy Mansfield went to 947. It was called 94.7 in it those days. It was Stereo. Yeah, Heifel Stereo. Heifel That's right. Roddy Werfeld. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, I don't know if it's coincidental, it's just that everybody's breakfast show just happened to change at the time. I, I find it, as Martin said, an exciting time because it shows radio is able to evolve. We're not going to lose listeners as a result of it, but it, it's refreshing and reinventing itself all the time. Right, question two. Who's, who's doing that one? Okay, go ahead. You've got the mic. Look at the mic there. So I won't forget, it's one, two, three, four. We, we can't get to the guys at the back, unfortunately, unless you rechanges the mic. So go ahead. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Palesa. Um, you know, when, when I think about any radio station, I think about a human being. So just by hearing it, I see a personality. I know what they look like. I know what they dress. I, like, I know where they like to eat and so on and so forth. So for, for a particular person to listen to a particular station, I find that they either need to be that station, like that person, or friends of that station because they like talking about the same things and they like hanging out with each other and stuff. So for you particularly, where you are and hosting breakfast at your stations – 
Do you feel like you are friends of your audience and they can sort of relate to you in that sense? They know who you are. They know if they go eat somewhere, they're going to find you there. And I'm, I'm particularly curious about you, David, because like you said, you, you're complete opposite of who your audience is. Okay, got that. Right. Good question. David, you're going to go first. Others can chip in as well if you want to. <laughs> Thanks very much. I don't know if I can say I'm friends with my audience, but I, I think I know my audience. Um, it is a conundrum, isn't it, that I'm in this position? Um, and I'm, I'm aware of, though it's never been thrown in my face, but there's a, there's a white privilege element to me hosting that show. But um, there's... I haven't, I haven't been there long enough to develop the kind of intimacy that you're asking if, if it's there. What I am finding, though, is that the audience is wanting to listen to me. And the biggest reaction I get is we're learning from you. So it, because it's Bob the Jammer who was doing the show previously, now it's more talk than anything else. Uh, well, a lot more talk than previously. So they are relating to it on that level. But no, I don't, I don't think I've got that intimacy with that audience. And I don't think that would, it would develop. But I don't think the audience really wants that. Not my audience, okay. I think. Got that. Right, let's get... Uh, you want, anybody else wants to answer that question as well? Yo, man, I, just, I've, I, I spoke about being original and being yourself. I mean, if you know who you're speaking to and they hire you to do the gig, you're probably going to do it well, right? Like, but like if, for, for instance, I, I don't like going to a shop right checkers, and my audience goes to shop right checkers, am I going to beat myself for it? No, I'm not. You understand? But if it's a music station and I'm at all these hot gigs where music plays because I just love music, hey, I'm sorted. Do you understand what I'm saying? And also, I think the audience like, wants like, a fresh perspective on things. You know, telling, telling my audience about my experience at whatever shopping center that I went where most of them wouldn't even find themselves. So okay. I think it brings that, you know, that right, fresh vibe. Right, those last two questions, let's go for it. Okay. Same time, Arco. My name is Chilu Lemba. I'm just checking. Uh, in the past, a listener could have a lifelong relationship with a presenter and not even know what they look like. It was all that theater of the mind story going. And uh, things have since changed, the uh, video being a big part of it. I mean, just this week, 947, you did that amazing thing with the matric uh, uh, dance story. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so my question is, um, in this day and age where video is a, is a big part of it, have you had to change anything about the way you approach uh, radio in the booth? Okay, got that right. I'll take it. Go ahead. Um, no, uh, no, we haven't. I, I've been on radio for now for 14 years, and I think as, as, as I got into it, the whole we want to know people because then radio DJs became celebrities, right? Um, from your Glenn Lewis, if you look at Kabzela, do you know what I'm saying? The, in, in the last 15 years in South Africa, radio DJs became the celebrity. And they became the celebrity because they became the most interesting personality in the country. So every talk show on TV knew if I have a radio person here, who's about nine because they're funny, they're quick, they're witty. If I have a radio DJ hosting an event, I, don't I can script them. But because they know how to talk off, off the whim, I don't have to worry about them. So the radio DJ became a celebrity. And that's okay. And it's fine. But how I curb that 
is when I start a new show, and it's going to go from the, the, what you were saying, my guy, about the, if there's new breakfast shows everywhere. It's worrying if you're looking at what the other side is doing. It's not worrying if you know what you're doing, right? Because me, if you look at my career, every six years, I take the next level up, right? And this was six years. So I had to take the next level up. So when you start a team, a radio team, and you're building a team, the first thing you must say to yourself is, hold up with the articles, hold up with the PR, hold up with the videos. Let's get the product right first before we call people to come and listen. And when you feel like the product is right, now we are three months with me and my team. That's why we did the Lydia video. Because I felt like, okay, now we're driving a manual car and we've just, you know when you put the car into clutch balance and you can feel the, the balance between the accelerator and the clutch and the car goes, okay, I'm ready. That's what I felt that where the team was. And I was like, okay, guys, let's do our first big thing that highlights the DNA that the team is building. So if you do things digitally to show this is us, this is us, you're going you're gonna, to you're run into problems. If you do something to show people that we're all on a journey, then you're going to be fine. Okay, got that. Last what about that billboard, though? That is a little OTT. <laughs> it's um, free because... <laughs> Prime Media, own, Prime Media owns billboards, <laughs> and if charity don't begin at home, uh, I don't know where charity gonna work. A billboard is OTT. And imagine if your car stalls. Yeah. Accelerator, and class doesn't work out. Okay, one last question. Yes, uh, Anela, you and also David Conquet, Anela, when uh, she said they pre uh, their team prepare the show a day before. Let's say 9 p.m. You get to bed. Uh, Middle of the night, uh, President Jacob Zuma reshuffled the cabinet. And then. Also, oh, every day. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm playing. And, and you wake up and you have to go on air, and it already uh, the runner is already written. Mm. The show is ready to go on air. Do you follow what the Twitter is about? How much uh, do you follow Twitter? Do you change your runner completely because Twitter is speaking a different. Let language. me take you how, like, how far? Okay. Let me, sorry. Who's going to go for it? I just, I've got two sentences. Let me take you how far you can change things on the spot. Yeah. I can go into a link now, and I was saying something, and my producer presses talk back and gives me more information about what I'm saying, and I can change it now. The point of radio is radio was the first social media that we've ever experienced. It is the most instant medium you can ever come across because you still need to write your tweet and press send. I put on, I put on a microphone and I speak. You see, for Radio me, you, you, you tear up your running order. What we always do on our running order is we leave two gaps open. We don't have anything prepped there. And that's for the stuff that's going to develop while the show is on. And we always fill it. Like today, uh, we came on air and found that this big taxi strike that was planned is now being called off. There's going to be a big meeting tomorrow. We get Santaka on now. Let's talk to them. What's going to happen in order for this thing to be totally eradicated? We weren't prepared for that interview, but it was one that was relevant right then and there. We had the guy's number, phone him up, put him on. So you must never be afraid to just tear up your running order. Mm -hmm. Nice and the fires, for example. I know that was a rare moment where we did something that wasn't in our backyard, but it was a big enough story for us to then turn things around. We, we tore up half the running order on that occasion. The taxi strike, though, when we found the roads had been blockaded, threw the running order away. But the fundamentals of where the traffic goes, where the um, uh, sports bulletin goes, where the ad breaks go, where the songs go, that all stays the same. It's just the content pieces are all pulled out. And as a team, as I think we've realized now, the team all contributes to that, but you've got your producer <coughs> who's the person who has to make it work because we're busy broadcasting, and that's why producers are so critical. Okay, well, that's, that's where we're going to leave it now. I, 
I can't recollect everything, but I'll try in terms of not so much Twitter. You know, the future, the DNA, the Afropolitan with the, I don't know, not to show where the personality goes there, the issues of teamwork, the issues of work ethic, driving personality, a whole lot more. But I think amongst the things you need to understand, teamwork, the, the issues of you, you need to be relevant, make that emotional connection, and ultimately to stay in business, you have to deliver to your shareholders, which in my sense would be your... Uh, the, 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 the advertiser on the one hand, but also the listener and the people who actually hire you in the first place. You need to get all those things right. If you get that right, you're going to have a gig of your very own. Right? Let's give them some applause. I think wonderful insights. And maybe we can take a picture. There's some visuals even on radio.